0: And welcome back to the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. I'm Sean Maloney. And joining me, it is the full complement, Stephen Hoyle's former Wallaby, Christy Doran. And on the line from Dunedin, it is Sam Worthington. Were you're over there covering things off on all the Wallabies' pursuits and their training in the lead-up to Bledsoe too. How's tricks over there, fella?
1: Yeah, afternoon, mate. I'm actually in Christchurch at the airport uh, with the Wallabies about to hop on the plane down south to Dunedin, and that's been a bit of a, a talking point. The locals aren't happy that they've snubbed Dunedin, and uh, they're, they're all a bit uh, sensitive about it. So, yeah, there's uh, plenty of talking points over here.
2: Geez, they can find something
3: to whinge about, can't they? The Kiwis. They're
0: coming off an absolute yeah. hiding of our side. And, and they're, they're,
3: they're unhappy upset. that we
2: didn't do seven days in Dunedin.
3: Mate, w- were they, w- when do they ever go over there a week before a game? Isn't it usually on the Thursday they, they, they travel over? Yep.
1: So it I mean, obviously depends on the uh, the coaches and they tend to mix up plans but uh, the the AU informed me that uh, there wasn't actually enough space in Dunedin it's not a huge city and they really reckon there wasn't really the training or hotel facilities to accommodate both them and, them and the All Blacks so uh, that's the the reason for it apparently it's uh, a bit of a Shortman the teacup, but I guess, uh, you know, like uh, stirring the pot over
0: as you know. Yeah, no, but that's a fair cop because I know for a fact that the, the last two hotel rooms available in Dunedin for this weekend were taken up by Rod Kafer, who's heading over, and uh, I think Marto might be going over as well. So those two took the last two available hotel rooms
2: in Dunedin. Will they get too many it's test match, or they rarely get a bledder's loan in Dunedin, of course. So. Well, the last uh, one there was 2013. Yep. Um,
0: uh, Have
3: that, that, that was a day off. Was that the first again?
0: one? 2013 was the, uh, what did you say? It was afternoon, afternoon game? Yeah, it was quite early in the afternoon. Yeah. It was, you're right. Uh, was that undercover? Or? Under, yeah, undercover yeah. and high point scoring game. Wallace played Trippie in that game. And we can get to that in a second. Uh, we can talk. There has been a lot that's happened in the last little bit. We can talk about last weekend, but to be honest with with you guys here on the podcast and those listening in, from, from my side of things, I'm done with it. Um, this is just from a personal point of view. Um, I've seen all the analysis. I've seen your Twitter photos with some of the bad defensive reads. I've heard it on Kick and Chase from uh, yourself, Halsey, Drew Mitchell and Rod Kafer. Uh, others like Ben Kimber and Juro Sen as well with the Rugger Matrix guys. The Green and Gold rugby guys. Everyone's heaped on. Uh, I can't add anything to what happened other than it was disappointing to be a part of the crowd and see the despondency of the gold Faces around me, they got down on it. And they were down on it big time.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's all. I I'm, I'm done. I'm done on the game. Do you now. want us to talk about it or not? You can do what. It, okay, yeah, you, I wasn't I'm, sure. I'm passing it up to you guys you know, now. You just never really it's know. It's gonna be a short podcast, Oh, there's yeah. plenty to talk about. To talk about. That's yeah. the, that's the New tip Zealand. And that's the, the tip of it, were though. Um, yeah. Look, I was just, I, the, I was sad at halftime. Honestly, it was for me. It felt like as a Wallabies fan, it was rock bottom at that. When Ryan Crotty scored that second try and the the ease that he scored that second try and I just went, seriously, like, that was so disappointing. And I, if we had have come out and given another second half performance like the first one, like, it would have been the darkest day in professional rugby for the Wallabies. Just so lucky that we, had, yep. we scored 28 unanswered points, but uh, and I backed them. I really thought they would win that game. I was pretty vocal about it beforehand. I thought that preparation leading in, but it's a great example of playing is the best preparation. You can talk about training camps and all that jargon and we get washed up in the romance of having four weeks together and how hard they've been training but you can't replicate playing at the best level and and all of this falls back to our super rugby sides and how poor they are like it's it's Killing us.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you're spot on, like at the end of the first half when they crossed for that final try of the first half, it was pretty, pretty disappointing. The siren sounded just, you know, half a second after the, the, the ball was put down and uh, it was flat. And uh, I think even the, the All Blacks fans, like early on in the, in the second half, New Zealand grabbed one or two more tries and finally Curtis Rona bursts onto a short ball, scores. And I think even the New Zealand fans were giving a little bit of a clap and a wry smile because I think they understand that, geez, this is pretty dark when your trans-Tasman rivals aren't becoming so much of a, a battle a challenge anymore.
1: Yeah, the point on the preparation, I just really can't get my head around why you wouldn't have some sort of game uh, when you've got a month together, and, and the, the Wallabies seem a little bit split about it. Uh, Michael Cheek is adamant that no, it wouldn't have done us any good to have a training game, but uh, some others, including Michael Hooper, like the idea of uh, of having a head out, and it, it just seems common sense. I think it sounds like you're leaning towards uh, that, that being a good idea. Um, I mean, e- even if it's not um, you know the highest level of opposition, just at least another competitive team that doesn't know your calls, because uh, that, that's the point. you can have as many, you know, fifteen or fifteen training games against each other, but everyone knows, you know, the, the calls and what's coming, so it's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? When, when you're coming up against the All Blacks.
0: What do you got in mind, there, fellas? I, I don't understand. So you're doing oh, a trial game?
2: Well, I don't necessarily think but a trial. But
0: if you've got your teams playing Super Rugby? Exactly. Team. Yeah. So we've got another year of that. That's not going to change next year. So, well, it's not going to change. We've still got the June window next year, correct?
2: Yeah, we do, C- correct. Yes. Correct.
0: So we want our Super Rugby teams playing deep. So when do you have time to fit in a, g- a, g- a game?
3: Sean, you're, you're spot on. You're, 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 this this situation that happened a couple of weeks ago or over the weekend, it, it wouldn't have happened had our Super Rugby perform, uh, teams performed, even two of them, uh, yep. just to have the Brumbies the only team. And then you've you got players as well that were selected that were injured leading to the June series that hadn't played for... A month longer, like, you know, Sean McMahon, like uh, Samu Karevi, these sorts of guys that have had very little game time throughout the season. Well, that's The other
2: way to solve this really easily, and I haven't thought too much about it, is send them all back to club footy. Yeah. That's been going on for four weeks. on. Like, the competition's as strong as it's ever been. You go, you know what, boys? Yeah. We're going to tear you up between Monday and Friday, but you got to do Tuesday and Thursday with your clubs. Go and play club footy because every state was playing club football. Boys that are from Melbourne, play down there. Or if you're, not, if you're from Sydney and you're living in Melbourne like a Resodge, come back up and play for Manly. Yeah. That's where I think we've got to start thinking. And, and I'm talking everyone. Yeah. Maybe give guys like Michael Hooper and Izzy a week off, but you get one week off and then your next three, you're into club footy. Sure.
3: You, you know the other thing? The Crusaders, they, they win the title only, what, three weeks ago. And Canterbury playing in the ITM Cup last weekend, guys like Richie Moonga, backing up, playing 10, and Canterbury win 20-odd, 27-0 um, over their opposition that, that night. And half the team from the Crusaders that aren't part of the all-black system all playing.
2: Well, I use my club as an example because it's the only relevant example I can talk about. I played at Ramick this year. We got towed up by R- Ringer, who were far too good for us in the semi-final or mm-hmm. quarter-final. But we would have loved to have had Kepu and mm. Ned then Hannigan. You know, like there. our forward, mm. our scrum got annihilated. I, I think that wouldn't happen if Sakopi was on the tight head side mm-hmm. for us. And, and these guys should have been playing. And I hadn't thought too much about it now, but I'm convinced you're not changing my mind, Sean. Sure. No, we're I we're playing we... club footy next year. It's a bloody good weather. It job, it's a lot
0: for the good
1: the goodwill of the game, wouldn't it? Uh, you know, pe- people are loving their shoot shield and club football. Throw a few there, we them
2: as well, were well,
1: so they? that it would just be a great goodwill gesture for you know for the connection between the different levels of the game, which which is well. You know you what? Know, that it's, sad one, that it's, we,
2: it's sad that it's sad though that we're talking goodwill. It's what used to happen, and it's what guys used to yep. all the time, it and that, it's what should happen. And it's not
0: not just that. Back in the day, you play a test match on the Saturday, Sunday you back up. You yeah. play first rate on the Sunday. Yeah. Test match Saturday, club footy Sunday. So there's, no some, so there's some players no that had... No They're in
2: the Wallaby <laughs> squad. Let's think of, say, uh, um, well, maybe... Henry
3: Spate did that not long
2: ago, I think. For yeah, he did. He went and played for the Vikings down in Canberra. Or maybe, no, Gungarland, sorry, that's his club. Yeah, but there's does. some guys that had in that camp for four weeks. Like, say, Jake Gordon played... I um, know oh, he's not a good example because he's not in the squad. But, Joe Powell. Yeah, like, some guys are in the June test series, didn't play. Then they come back and play two Super Rugby games. And then they go and have three or four weeks of training. They're still not on the test side. Mm-hmm. So there's two games in 10 weeks. Yeah. yeah. We've solved it. Done. Fixed. Easy. Next. Uh, that's a, tell you what, it's not
0: a bad shout. Yeah. It's not a bad shout at Let's all. Let's write
3: an article on it, eh? Just, just yeah, I uh, certainly will. It's a good idea. Wh- what happens, uh, you, the people like the high performance people like Michael Checker and so forth will go back, will, there'll be an argument. What happens if they get injured? What happens if you start saying two or three but blocks of just injured? as
0: likely to get injured yeah. in full contact? Yeah, I, yeah. Am I right in saying that? Full contact? Are you just as likely to get injured as you are in a game?
2: Yeah, I got more training injuries than I did playing game injuries. There you go. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Answered. Done. <laughs> Fixed. It, mate. done. Yeah. So
0: next year, well, let's firstly hope that well, we there's know. going to be three teams. Hang on. Well, <laughs> God, yeah, we don't even know how many teams There's going to be next year. Um, let's, let's. Why? Let's what's
2: happened? Is there some news in Super Rugby? Should we
0: just do? <laughs> let's let's do our. We're happy with the recap there from the weekend. Yep. Go on. We're happy with the recap. They were far off what they should have been. We all hurt. We all hurt badly. Those around us were stung by it. The players, I'm sure, would have been stung by it too and hoping to bounce back this week. Which brings us to the selections ahead of Let Us Load 2. Do or die again. (laughs) Do or die again for the Wallabies (laughs) against the All Blacks. And a couple of changes. Christy Doran, I'll get you to take us through those. Then were they? You jump in off the back.
3: Yeah, so a couple of changes. Uh, Clearly in the back line, Samu Karevi out of the team and uh, Tevita Kirindrani comes in at at 13 and Dane Hale at Petty's fit to take his place on the wing for Curtis Rona who drops back on the wing and I think the the, the decision that everyone was a little bit surprised by or or very surprised by was Rory Arnold dropping back to the bench and uh, Rob Simmons who doesn't have a contract at the moment for next year in Super Rugby after being released by the Reds is in the starting side. So... A little bit to uh, to contemplate there. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty
2: sure yeah. that Rob Simmons is close to signing with the Tars. I don't know. If that's he, is. No, he, he is. He is, so. he's, he's, He will
3: be probably heading. Yeah. yeah. So, hey,
0: so Werther, you've been over there all week. Was there anything that led you to see those changes coming? And what's the word on the ground over there as to why uh, that changed, particularly in the second row? Yeah,
1: we watched uh, training during the week, of course, and, and uh, the current Drani and, and Hala Pity changes were well signposted and yeah, they make sense, don't they? Kiriti was uh, just off the pace and hasn't played a lot of rugby and, and you know, defensive reads uh, aren't a strong point of, at the moment. Uh, an amazing attacker, but yeah, Tavita, um offers some experience and a bit more solidity there and, and, and similarly to Halak Petty, um, he's uh, pretty close to a, a lock when he's fit as well so he's uh, got over his bicep, his bicep injury and he uh, adds some good backfield work, doesn't he? He reads, reads the game well and he's good in the air so I think he'll Add a lot as well, but uh, yeah, as Christy touched on, the, the surprise was in the second row because uh, Coleman and Arnold did appear to be forming a pretty you know promising pairing there. Um, obviously, Coleman's the, the better player at the moment, but Arnold's uh, big body and, and promising as well. But uh, yeah, Simmons, the, the, the rationale from Michael Checker was uh, his superior line out uh, skills. There weren't actually many line outs at the weekend, but uh, I think more well, recently seem to be a bit, a bit spooked by the the All Blacks being able to decode their line-out and they, they thought that uh, second time around they might have worked out a few of their calls and so I think they wanted to, to cover their bases in the line-out. But, yeah, it's that's, that's not a move I would have made, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, Rob's been in and out of the, the team a lot over the years and never really quite nailed it, to be, to be honest. So uh, I was pretty surprised by that solution.
0: Um, explain this to me in simple terms, please, Stephen Hoyles. How can a side decode? Can't you just change your... Why would you change your player to call the lineouts? Why not just change the
2: uh, calling system? The yeah, call-in I, system. I don't. I rum don't, and Coke, mate. Yeah, Rum and Coke. Rum two, four, and coke six, yeah, two, four, six. Yeah, easy. Left hand two, Front. right hand four. There no, we go. Both hands six. Easy. Um, look, I don't. I don't think that's that's obviously part of the reason that that's that's the strong point of Rob Simmons' game. But uh, I've been really impressed with Arnold. I think for a really tall guy, he gets good carries. Got good aggression, and I'd probably. I, I read a good stat today that I think Whitelock and Ritalik. Break the all-time locking combinations of start starting test together for the All Blacks. I think you need four and five numbers. Four and five being really comfortable and familiar with each other. So I would have liked to have seen Arnold start alongside Coleman. I think they're doing well, but I would say it's Rob Simmons' last throw of the dice. If he doesn't go out there and have a a huge game, then maybe that's why he's thrown down this gauntlet. But he, um, I did notice Rob Simmons, I thought had a couple of decent carries off the bench the other night, I and mean, that's probably one part of his game he's been told to work on. So, again, you bring in experience, but personally, I would have kept the second row that we had.
1: Yeah, quite right. We, we talked to... Uh, I talked to Adam Coleman during the week, actually, and he compared the loss comparing to a hard combination, you know, there's a, having to have complete trust and understanding what your, your mate's going to do. So that is that is surprising. Um, but but you, you're quite right. So I think the Chick basically, in the interview today, painted it as um, probably the last throw of the dice for Rob, and I think he was... Uh, He's aware of that himself, that he that he needs to have a barnstorm or otherwise his, his international career could be almost over.
3: Janice, a couple of other change. well, not changes, but decisions that Michael Checker would have been you know, contemplating were uh, whether or not to retain Stephen Moore on the starting side or maybe bring Tatafu uh, to start um, or, or even Sakopi Kepu to, to come in at, at tight head. Uh, the back road didn't necessarily get through. We didn't see a lot of him in the first half. Um, with Sean McMahon and, and uh, Ned Hannigan particularly. Are you happy with those guys keeping their spots in the starting team? Well, well uh, you
2: know what? That. After a game on the weekend, you could justify making changes everywhere. You've just got to be careful with why you change people and you've got to make sure that the person you're bringing in, you're confident will do a better job. So I think there's there's so many ways you can look at it. Um, every one of the players on the weekend, I think, underperformed and I'd all admit that. There was parts of their game they could improve on. So... Uh, I, you know, Simon Kerebi, I didn't see that defensive performance come in. I, I know that it's not the strongest part of his game, but you had to pick him because of how good he'd been for the Reds in attack in Super Rugby. So, But now you look at the, the lapses in defence, and I've said it a couple of times this week, I, I really am not a fan of having players in different positions. Defensively? In, defensively. Like I like, as a player, your best talkers on the field should be your, your 10, 12, your 9, your 15, and you want those guys in the middle of the field. Bernard Foley seems to just be defending on the wing the whole time. And he's sort of stuck in no man's land. And I want to see Bernard Foley in the middle because he's, he's a controller of the game. I want to see Kirtley Bill
3: outside him defending. So that's just my thoughts. Well, it's partly why the Lions' defence was so so impressive throughout June and July. Is that you had Owen Farrell, you had um, Johnny Sexton defending, you know. So everyone's talking edge. about the Lions and their line speed. And... Line
2: speed is only a byproduct of being comfortable with your spacing. And we're, we haven't, we're miles away from getting our spacing right. So if you try and talk people to, into line speed, they race up. Like, happened on the weekend a couple of times. Adam Coleman, who loves, loves flying off the line, he flew out of line at one stage and they just picked him off and crossfield kicked to Ben Smith, mm. I think it was. Like, you mm. can only do line speed if your spacing's right. And until we get that, I'd, I'd almost rather a C's have a passive line, but at least it's a line. Mm. You know, like, lines, you can't talk line speed unless you've got the the surroundings and your spacing right. We haven't got that right.
3: Were there any positives to come? I personally thought Kirtley bill pl- was yeah. was
2: quite impressive. We scored 28 unanswered points. I don't know if any, many teams have done that against the All Blacks in a long, long time. So there is potential there. But, again, I don't know if you'd probably say the All Blacks slackened off a bit.
0: Well, I, I don't reckon. I mean, see, I, I don't know that they slackened off. I think it's just, uh, it's, well, as we see in every game of rugby that's ever been played. There are swings in momentum. It is it is inevitable. It is You cannot stop that swing one way or the other in terms of field position and um, possession as well. So at some point, it does have to swing. And you can't tell me. If you're an all-black reserve and you come on with a score at 54-6, to you're not thinking, you know what? I'm going to make this 80. I'm going to destroy yeah. these blokes. And I'm walking off this field as a record winner against Australia to, to think that's Matt and they've also been given a chance to try and work their way back into the starting side from mm. week two back home so yeah. for me from a psychological point of view it'd be unacceptable for an all back to, to slacken off in the second half I just think that there was that swing back the other way in terms of possession and then they, they, they slipped some tackles they missed some yeah. tackles yeah. Um, and we scored those tries.
3: I, I wonder whether or not Ryan Crotty going off as well midway through that second half, but also Damien McKenzie, there was a couple of times where balls were, were thrown behind him and, and being his first what, starting test and just coming back into that team, whether or not that combination and, and the calls were, were completely spot on. What
0: about him though? Ball gets thrown behind, doesn't matter, just juggle it one handed, bring it back in, pop it back in the field, try and reload.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a freakish st- talent. Such a enjoyable play to watch <laughs> even though he's always on the opposition. I love watching him play footy and I think he's fantastic for all young kids out there because so many kids get told they're not big enough, they're not strong enough. He's tiny but he's just found a way so I'll uh, be yeah, You're right. There were some positives. The Wallabies did fight back. I thought Phipps came on and livened things up and you know, quickness to the ball and there's certainly things they can leave that game and think we can turn this around and we got asked the other night like Thank is five or ten points good enough for the Wallabies this week? Like the second we start saying that and players start thinking, oh, five or ten points to the All Blacks is good enough, that's when we're at rock bottom. Players won't think like that. They'll think they can win and we need that belief. to be amazing. Another,
1: another positive, guys, was actually the scrum, wasn't it? They won a couple of penalties early and the, the All Blacks admitted that they'd been outsmarted early on. And, and so there is a, a bit of an opportunity there for what it is this week because we've had Owen Franks, who's the, the Ironman of the All Blacks, Pack basically never misses a game. He's been ruled out with his Achilles injury. So Nepo Lallala. um is a good scrummager, but uh, this is his first Test start. I don't think he's uh, packed down alongside Dan Cole's very often, if at all. Um, Cole's hasn't had a lot of football. So look, uh, if we're looking for um, you know possible glimmers of pipe, uh, I think the Wallabies might actually fancy themselves of gaining some ascendancy in the front row.
0: Yep, yep. All right. Yep. Well. Okay, well, well, we'll hang on to anything at the moment. <laughs> um, we really will, though. Thank you for that report out of the All Blacks camp. Uh, so, fellas, what do we think is going to happen before we round out our Bledisloe uh, prep chat? What do we reckon is going to happen? <laughs>
3: it's, a, it's hard to know because, as, well as you said, that there was a bit of optimism going into last week's match. What we just really need to do is that first 20 minutes, just not concede any points or tries. It's so important that the Wallabies, we, we see that as soon as the All Blacks, are, you know, if they don't score back-to-back tries particularly, it, it can be like a grinding sort of affair for them sometimes that, um, you know, as soon as they get two tries in a row or quick succession, they, they tend to run away with these sorts of matches. So the, the first 20 minutes, to controlling it, our restarts, once again, were pretty poor. After we scored points on the weekend, you you see the All Blacks, uh, whatever front row or or second row, tips it back and the All Blacks get the ball after we we get on the board, That just can't happen. And and you need those Wallabies forwards if they're going to be, you know... They've got to they've got to run towards the ball, let alone like just wait for it to come back. So thoughts for this weekend? <laughs> oh, I think it's hard to see it's hard hard to see the, the wallabies getting too close, particularly in New Zealand, but uh look yeah, you've got to you've got to back the home side. What about you, Were though? Yeah, look, uh look, there's a lot of
1: wallabies just sort of walking around at the airport, so a little bit careful what I say, but um but um yeah look go. Uh Realistically, it is going to be too much of an ask to, to expect them to, to win uh, on on New Zealand all. I mean, the All Blacks are going to be um, you know smarting from that second half where a where they buttoned off and also playing for for Colin needs so they're going to be highly motivated as well. But uh, yeah, clearly the Australian rugby public just want to see uh, an actual committed defensive effort for a start, and um, if they can score some tries, oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure they can score some tries under the roof. It's going to be a nice straight track, so at least. As Christy touched upon, get yourself in the game uh, through 20 minutes still in the contest and build some confidence off that uh, because they were completely blown away after 25 minutes and it was pretty embarrassing last week.
2: Yeah, look, I just hope we see better defensive performance. I think that's the thing that they'll be focusing on this week and they need to... um uh, I, you can't back them at all, like based on what they did last week. I, I think it'll be a lot closer than what the the lines out to like twenty five. I think it's, it's a record. The, it, is, it is a record, record handicap yeah. in
0: terms of the line of the bookie set for those who yeah, don't. I actually
2: think that's a good line for an Australian fan. That they can't be as bad as they the, were last the, weekend.
0: The, the, you wouldn't think so, and that was that's part of the reason why. i um, getting back to what you suggested about the squad being pretty much the same. Is that these guys would be so stung and embarrassed, I'd imagine, from what happened last week. You know, if you have a shitty day at work, the first thing you want to do is rectify it, you know? if yes. you, have a, you know... You There's nothing worse than having a shocking game and getting dropped and not getting a chance to do it If you hit a again. shitty goal shot, the next shot you want to hit, you want to be the best that you can, you can hit. So, you know, 27 points is the line and... You'd have to think that the Australians can get within that. But uh, under the roof, who knows? And I don't know if we touch on it, this is Ben Smith's last game before he takes a sabbatical from the All Blacks jersey as well. So uh, the bloke they call the accountant over there, the accountant, he will bounce out for a little while also. Off Arbulous the back player. of this. Hell of a player, and then comes on a scudder or Damian McKenzie <laughs> or whoever else you want. Ridiculous. Um, okay, so let's let's leave that there, fellas. But as though wrapped and previewed, and then turn our attention to the West and the ongoing saga. Do we want to, how do we want to address this? Because it's been a little while, there's been a lot happening in the last week, in the last couple of days around Supreme Courts, this and that, and laws, this and that, and money and figures being tossed around. And and, and do we just leave it again and just come back in six months when it's probably still going?
2: Oh, well they're saying that the Supreme Court judge said it'll be two weeks. Is that correct? That's yep. That's nice to know. But look, I... Again, I I don't know how it's got to the stage where we're turning down fifty million dollars as a game. <laughs> like that's a pretty significant what amount what of money. How
0: do you reckon it was structured? Like how do you I, reckon it would be
2: over an extended period of time? And like
0: in, and it's like what sort of interest rate? I think, rate? Like I think it they guaranteed about, the Western like
2: Force they wouldn't cost okay. the AU any more money, and okay. then there's also a significant pop offer to help the other grassroots side sort of thing. Yeah. But um, the problem with this is if it came in four months ago, we don't get to this stage. Again, like I don't know why it hasn't been spoken too heavily from the AU point of view. The reason we have to go to four teams, in my opinion, is because of the the B- lack of quality. We've already got fifteen I think it's fifteen foreigners, people that aren't eligible playing in super rugby Australian teams at the moment. We had three five eights were foreign. Three of our five state team five eights were Yeah but whose fault's that? That's the AU's. They haven't controlled that and they should have controlled that. That's completely their fault. But we should we were never in a position to, to grow to five teams. We went we went to Perth we didn't support the community part of the game. Then we go to Melbourne and we give it to a private owner, and they spend all of the money trying to make the Rebels successful. Like, it was such, it was so short or narrow-minded to the fact that we never went there and tried to grow the games and and get development offers in schools and clubs. And so we haven't ever been in a position where we should have had five teams. So we need to have four teams. The sooner we can get back to that, it sucks for a Force fan because I don't think they should be the team to go. But we just want this to end. I, I even. Um, was talking to the Brumbies CEO yesterday about another subject, and I said, hey, How's it all going? Blah, blah blah. And he goes, Well, it's actually really tough. Like, we can't sell memberships because we don't know the draw. Like, the draw's not ah, even done. Yeah. You know, like things like that where yeah, they, they've yeah. got to get planning. Like, they don't even know who they yeah. can finalise. So, squads aren't finalised, the draw's not even out. Of course. Cause Remember, was, every side is going to take a financial hit next year because people have already got the, sh- got the shits with them. Yeah. And we don't, have the, we don't have anything in place for next year already. Like, it has been such a disaster.
3: Yeah, it's hard to add anything further on that. But y- y- like, e- even if it goes further through the courts, y- you're going to see one party, particularly, like you know, if the if the force win, they ARU you probably uh, there's a lot of you know legal costs and and uh, Sansa and they all come back and. If the force win, do they how you get the fifty million now, or is that offer gone? <laughs> yeah, I Where think it's probably think?
2: gone. That'd be pretty h- annoying, wouldn't it? <laughs> just, having,
0: just having the casual fifty mil taken. Off oh no, that the offer's table. gone, mate. Sorry, Sorry mate.
2: See you later, champ.
3: <laughs> that ship is sailed. Oh,
0: there would be straight champ chat, no question. Uh, it's but you guys are right. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to address it any way, shape, or form, and it's also hard not to upset. People who are hardcore Western Force fans, and we saw eight thousand of them turn out at the rally last Sunday morning in support of their side. Uh, Melbourne Rebels fans are just as passionate as those from Perth, so it is
2: impossible to. Do you uh, think so, though? I don't know if if, if this happened in Melbourne. Yeah. I don't think you'd see eight thousand fans out the front
3: of you Amy Park. I don't
2: think so. I don't think so. No. Yeah, well, well, not not on
3: the evidence that we saw this year yeah. with the, the with the turnouts okay. at, uh, at crowds. Sure. I think the Force of some.
2: You know, I don't think there'd be any state that would put 8,000... Like, the Brumby's only got 8,000 or 9,000 to a semi-final this year. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, I, I just... I really feel for the four, so... Yeah.
0: If you want to feel even worse about the potential um, plight, read Matt Hodgson's uh, Facebook post from yeah. the other day where he pours his heart and soul into uh, the computer screen. It's, it's tough to get through. It's a tough read, Hodjo.
2: He's given his whole professional career to that club. Like, it would be... It almost enormously ca- happen yeah. on the other side. It'll of be it. so hard for him,
0: yeah. Um, fellas, I thought we'd uh, wrap it up whilst we speak of underdogs, which is where where the Force find themselves at the moment, and the Wallabies too. Your favourite. I'm in the process right now of writing an article for you, Wurtho um, and Doran as well, around great underdog stories. Okay, so we're talking great underdog stories, but I want a movie referenced. So each of us gets to pick their favourite movie in which an underdog prevails. We might even clip this up separate to our full podcast, and we'll just have it as a run-through of... I'm good greater- to go. Okay so, we're, okay, so right now, the Fox Sports Rugby podcast are talking about the greatest sporting movie upsets, underdog tales of all time, ahead of the Wallabies v the All Blacks, where the Wallabies go to the game. There's 28-point outsiders. Stephen Hoyles, I'm going to let you kick things off.
2: Well, I watched it this morning. My little boy Archie's home sick, so I was looking after him this morning, and he was watching some rubbish cartoon. I yep. said... We're not watching what that. I flicked on the movies. Remember the me. Titans. Oh, oh. Yeah. And it was, left you know side what? strong side. It was a great father-son moment. I was teaching him about the race issues back in America in yep. the time. He had no idea because of the world we live in at the moment. Yep. Talk about sunshine. Like I got nicknamed sunshine, sunshine when I first came into Wallaby Camp. Did like, Yeah. I told him all that. Bloody
0: good yeah. movie. Beautiful. Yeah. Bloody good movie. That Coach sense. Boone, isn't
2: it? Was that who it was? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Coach yep. Boone. Yep. yep. So we've um, we've got uh, Denzel Washington in yeah. there. That's a Disney Never movie. Never down, Denzel.
2: Never remember, you know.
0: Re- remember no. the Titans. Were they yep. any any thoughts on remember the Titans?
1: No thoughts on, on uh, remember the Titans. Uh, w- when you went to uh, to great underdog stories, that's not a sporting movie, but my my mind uh, for whatever reason went to uh for American American Pie with and uh, his conquest of his mum. That was one of the great one of the great movie underdog stories.
2: Yeah, no, so sorry, <laughs> you've gone for an underdog movie, and you're talking so about.
0: No, hang on
1: a second. Shit, brick and no, no, as well. no, hang on a second.
2: World, I want to bring
0: this back for a second. Worthington, <laughs> you have clearly been punching spades all morning <laughs> yeah. long. Yeah. Because <laughs> Worlds brings a terrific movie to the table. He's talking Denzel. Yeah. He's, took a, he's talking. Coach Boone. He's, so
2: many life lessons in that movie. He's talking yeah. left
0: side, strong Civil side. He's rights. talking about the guy. Go- He's talking about the guy who's the actor, also in um, that uh, Scrubs. <laughs> what was that? Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ryan the, Gosling, he's in it. Ryan
2: Gosling's, Ryan Gosling's,
0: in, Gosling's. There. Yeah. Kit in there. Kip Pardue's in there. Hayden Panateri. Based on
2: a true story.
0: Based on a true story. Kate Bosworth's in there. It is oh. an all-star. What's his, name? all-star What's, What's his name?
2: The guy that passed away? Uh, um,
0: the, the, Bob, Not Bobby Duvall. No, no, no. not Bobby Duval. No, no. In the talking? movie. The guy oh, who got hit by the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
3: don't talk about it.
0: No, he ends up in the wheelchair. Yeah, and he wins Gary Olympic gold shot. goes to Olympic yeah. as in the Paralympics. Yeah. I mean, that is an underdog story. Yeah. A terrific... <laughs> Sports movie underdog story. You're out, Wertho. they, were they? you can hang up if you see want. See you, mate. You can go. Doran, over to you.
3: I like Coach Carter. However, I'm going to... C-
0: Coach Carter with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Good, Good. flick.
3: But I'm going to go with uh, just to liven it up a little bit. And something that I loved as a young kid, Happy Gilmore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh, I, I would never have bit seen of Adam that. Sandler. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Sorry, Shooter. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah no, we all <laughs> Matt Cobain got nickn- nicknamed... Um, Bobby Boucher, oh, but that Bobby
0: Boucher is not is not Happy Gilmore.
2: Yeah, good point. They're two different movies. <laughs> that's right. Bobby Boucher me, is me. the Waterboy. Sorry, I'm still stuck on a, I'm still stuck on <laughs> Stifler's oh mom. Oh, I have brought my <laughs> pop culture references to the wrong
0: group. Um, sure, so so, Happy, so, Happy, Happy, so Gilmore. Happy, Gilmore when oh, he defeats Chubbs Gavin. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chubbs is so, oh, his arm of the crocodile. crocodile. Yeah. Um, he's got to, and he's got to play. His, <laughs> and, it, and it comes down to that classic play on 18. Yeah. Happy Gilmore's there, and Doug, yep. I think his name Doug Peterson's the PGA Tour professional commissioner. He says, no, no, you know, no, you've no. got to play where it play lies. I'd put a oh, big, big, fat, fat, big fat foot. Big fat foot. And then he puts it, and he just he takes it to the special place, and boom! Yeah. And she yeah. goes, whoa, she's magic, yep. you know. had that is a good <laughs> flick. Happy Gilmore, rolling shooter, McGavin. <laughs> at the end there um, you know here's a trivia question if you know this I'll shout you whatever you want from George Gregan's cafe upstairs Christy Doran in his um, first professional or his first hit out at the Waterbury Open Happy Gilmore who's his playing partner? Oh, is that the Pro-Am? at the Pro-Am correct not Bob Barker no no no, no, no. sorry no, not the Pro-Am, not the Pro-Am the I, hate Waterbury o- no, I hate that Bob Barker I hate that Bob Barker at the Waterbury Open oh who, okay Gilmore Let's happy, see. and the other one is I can't let it come out all day. Wertho, you got it. Lafferty Daniel. No. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: as if Wertho's going to pick that up? Wertho's still in <laughs> yeah. that mum, unless
0: he's hung up, which I hope he has. Um, your one, Sean. My one to wrap it up to give us some to give us Wallabies fans some hope ahead of 0 uh, <laughs> like two over in Dunedin, um, and my my article will extend to uh, TV and movie, so things like Steffler's mum may pop up in my yarn, but right what, now, what cool shut onion, up, though. Worthington. Cool. You had your chance, You mate. had your chance. <laughs> you, you had, had some <laughs> filthy
2: American teenage dirtbag show. We,
0: from 1999. Yeah. Beat it. Yeah. So, creep. My, my one is another Disney flick, similar to Remember the yeah. Titans. Uh Mighty Ducks. Oh, oh the Ducks, quack! Yeah,
2: quack! Quack! Yeah. The Emilio Estevez. E, Emilio
0: Estevez enters that yeah. enters that whole setup as, as a drunk. Yep. Has yeah. a drunk with issues. He's a lawyer. He's sent well, he's back. Was a former great service. hockey player himself,
2: wasn't he? He did, yeah. and he hit. He hit yeah. the rim. Yeah. He hit the mm. edge of the yeah. net. Mm. A bit in like a championship game. Laces out. Game.
0: Yeah. Laces out yeah. And uh, and then comes back. Forms the mighty V, and yeah. when they just go and quack. Quack, quack, and a slap in there, sticks down on the ice. Nothing gets me going. Uh, that favorite that, movie? That's not my favorite movie, but one of the great underdog movies. Yeah. Um, and second to that, uh, Daniel Larusso in the Karate Kid. Oh yeah, yeah, mate. He takes on the Cobra Kai single handedly. In fact, that will be in, in the yarn, Doran. Yeah. That's in the yarn. So oh, I could, do love um, those two. The
2: Titan soundtrack too, by the way. Mm. Very oh. you know, back in the sixties. Sixties seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A no, good movie. Yeah. Jamie, well, was like, it uh Fire and Rain? Yeah, it's bloody, yeah, good, bloody, good, bloody good flick. L- yeah, listen, Worther, you're gonna have
0: you can have one last swing at it. Uh-huh. Don't don't get this wrong. Doran's laughing because he thinks you're still you there, are. mate.
2: Are you in the toilet? What have you got?
0: You can you have you can, you can you can have your, uh, you, abuse you can have your swing. You can have your swing at it. Your number one sporting underdog movie of all time to give Wallabies fans hope and ahead of this weekend. Not American Pie, mate. Can't be American Pie.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to uh, just repeat what I said before you started shouting at me, guys, uh, which wasn't very friendly. Uh, cool, cool running. has got to be out there, doesn't it? Oh, John uh, Candy.
3: <laughs> just for the yeah.
1: lads to actually. Uh, Make it to such a, a
2: stage. Um, oh, what yeah, it was quite, yeah. an, it was quite inspirational.
3: Feel the rhythm, yeah,
0: yeah. Feel the rhythm, feel the, feel mm. the rhythm, feel the rhythm. couple of right, other notable
2: ones, Eddie the Eagle. Oh, oh I, know, yeah. I cried in Eddie yeah, the Eagle, you did, didn't you? I cried <laughs> on the plane, on the plane. Yeah, yeah February, last you three year. bottles of wine on the same flight. I cried,
0: I cried on the plane when Eddie Eddie the Eagle touched back down, <laughs> yeah. down in London, and he came came out, and his dad who'd just been down on him the whole time. Just yep. been pounding him, saying, you're not good enough, son. You know, you got shit glasses. Yeah. You're a joke. You'll never represent. Yep. And he made it. And his dad it's was not the way
2: parenting it. should be this day. <laughs> he's it's very much the old school parenting.
0: And his dad was wearing a sweater that mum had knitted, saying, yeah. I'm hey Eddie's God, you dad. Really, you look a bit like Eddie the Eagle, You do Doran. look a bit like Eddie the Eagle, Actually, a lot Christy like Doran. Eddie the Eagle.
2: A whole lot like Eddie the <laughs> What just do you think were, though? If, we won, of Eagles, if we won the
0: win, in fact, I'd love to know. I'd love to know the, our uh, our listeners. Christy Doran's one of the great underdog stories himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, are a, there,
2: what are you referring to there, were What are you referring
0: to? It's a
1: sports
0: story. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll take that
1: offline. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's
0: uh, uh, that's one of the that's one of the better shots you've landed. Were though. Um, very quickly, guys. Bit of housekeeping out to our listeners. In fact, while we're on those listening into our podcast, uh, I met I met a guy named Barry this morning at to the Manly Vietnamese Bakery. Barry, Barry, can For eat listeners. the muffins. Barry can eat the muffins. <laughs> Mustang <Charlie. laughs> Why is this a pen Fair. I'm gonna eat the muffin. <laughs> Um, How so, are you gonna be, mate? so what about this Barry had remembered the millionaire slice we spoke about with Dave Dennis through the World Cup talking in bakeries down in Manly um, I was no at way. a different one this morning and it's amazing so Barry shout out to you and a shout out uh, to Paul McGrath as well who um, who we exchanged um, Twitter we, we, we took it offline direct message around Twitter when the initial Wallabies squad was being picked and I asked the question of you guys, why is there so much contention around some of those selections? And, um, and Paul made some pretty good points himself. So, Paul, uh, thank you for listening, buddy. And as I said, if you've got any underdog movies that you want to share with us on the Twitter, fire away because uh, there are some crackers out there. Fellas, here's hoping the Wallabies can do like the Mighty Ducks, can do like the Tigers, can do like quack. Happy Gilmore, and can do like the gang from Jamaica in Cool Runnings and perform a miracle against your Blacks this week. To those of you who have tuned in across the last 45, thank you, and we will see you all again next week.